it makes a great addition to any adventures that's either large, medium, or small. So giving uh help, help me, please help me! Permission to touch! They're coming! They're coming! Bring out for realms in your area. Don't be discouraged if you can't find Greetings and welcome to another LARPcast video. We have John Hartley here from the Knights of the Howling Moon. Yep. Uh, let's see, Legion. Part of the Rebel Legion. Part of the Rebel Legion. Which is a sister group to the 501st. Okay, and we'll get, if you don't know about what that is, we'll get into that in a bit. And we're gonna be talking about uh, the uh, recent event you guys are at to raise uh, funds for children's cancer research yeah and um, I guess we'll just start right there where uh, where was this event this place was in Fond du Lac and Fond du Lac Wisconsin yes Fond du Lac Wisconsin and they invited us they do it every year and they get people to shave their heads for charity okay. and they get their own sponsors um, and they invited our groups down there they thought a nice Star Wars presence had you know, get a lot of crowd in, we can interact with crowd, take photos with people, which is what we do. Sure. And uh, maybe 500 people were getting the red shaved, um, all to raise money for children's cancer. Excellent, excellent. So we're, we're, uh, what type of building was this? I mean, it was a school. It was, it was a school? Fond du Lac High School, yes. Yeah. So we're in their gym, uh, there, were all, there were stalls, or games for kids, bouncy castles, um, bake sales, so everything, you donated what you wanted, um, and it all went to children's cancer. Okay, excellent. And you've done some of these with the uh, with some of the groups in the past. Yeah. You do a big event in uh, Illinois, right? Yep. We do a lot of uh, a lot of work. I mean, I got into it because I like to dress as a Star Wars character. Uh, there's a 501st, which is they're all the, they're all the baddies. That's Vader, stormtroopers, bounty hunters. Sure. Um, and the sister group to that is a Rebel Legion. Okay. That's Han Solo, Chewie, Luke, uh, Jedi, obviously, and uh, we're, the, we're the good side. And if you want to dress as a Star Wars character, you get your, you get your gear together, um, you have to have it judged. Okay. So you send an application in, and it's got to be movie quality. Okay. And if it's not, they decline you. Right. Um, so we do a lot of work. Um, so yeah. this, this would fall more into, like, a, is it, would you define it as a cosplay group, or what? They call themselves a costume group. Costuming group. Okay. Um, I've never heard anybody call it cosplay, but it's, it's whatever you want to call it. Right. It's people dressing up for the fun of it. Right. And uh, we do a lot of work for charity, especially Make-A-Wish. Mm -hmm. uh, we do a lot of events um, where people donate cash, or if they're doing a charity event, they'll request our presence. Like uh, they like they didn't fund, like they requested us to be there to to hold their event. Sure. And uh, we got. Two really big events. Uh, we got one coming up in June. Mm -hmm. uh, that's in Joliet Library in Illinois, and I've heard that is the biggest Star Wars library event in the world. Really? Thousands of people attend. Okay. And last year, and we're doing it this year again. Me and a friend of mine, we choreographed lightsaber fights. Okay. Um, so we've been asked again to do it this year, and we put shows on for crowd, and also at Discovery World in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, we did, we've been doing that for five years, mm -hmm. and again, we do as lightsaber demos, uh, they, charge people, they charge people entrance to the museum, mm -hmm. and a percentage of that goes to make a wish, and then if they want to come and see us fight, 
they've started charging two dollars per person. Okay. And your entire two dollars per person goes to make a wish. So we do four to five shows a day, two hundred people see us a time. Well, so you're raising some serious cash. So that all goes to make a wish for dressing like a Jedi and waving a lightsaber around. It's brilliant. Right. That's that's awesome. That is great. So it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Did you did you have any numbers as to how much you, you raised the last time for Make a Wish? Uh for Make a Wish, I mean if you can do numbers, five shows, two hundred people, two dollars each, uh whatever that is. Right. Um and that's just from that's just from, right. And then the three or four thousand people that went through Discovery World mm -hmm. who paid the entrance fee and a, uh, a, a percentage of that goes to make a wish. So obviously, like, uh, uh, museum takes their entrance, sure. and sure. then I don't know, maybe it's five dollars per person goes to make a wish. Okay. So you're talking a, an empty mm -hmm. sum. We do that every year, and and that, that's around world. I mean, people are doing this worldwide. It's not sure. a small thing. It's it's massive. Rebel Legion's worldwide. Five or first is worldwide. And we'll have a link to all these different groups to their websites uh, below the video here, so you can you can check them out and see if you want to get involved with them. Uh, just absolutely fantastic to to see it. And uh, John's come to some of our live action role play events and the uh, you know the theatrical sti uh, fighting styles and and the the training that you do have. Um, if you if you can't tell. His uh, his accent. He's actually from. You're from. Don't say Australia. No, I'm not going to say Australia. <laughs> the uh, where in England are you from? It's Sheffield. Sheffield. Okay. It's Northern England. Yeah. So um, he doesn't just have the accent, and he's not you know faking it. He's actually no. born and bred on location. It's not a Monty Python accent. It's not. A, it's not a put on accent. <laughs> so we, you know, um, you'll be seeing. Uh, John and a few more of the videos that we're we're planning on um, bringing out. So we welcome you to all the other stuff that we're doing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the you now. You have a local group here too that's called the Knights of the Howling Moon. Yeah. Tell us how that got started. Well, when I moved here, um, I moved from England six years ago, and just before that, three or four years before, I've always done martial arts. I want to learn how to use a sword. Mm -hmm. I thought sword, coolest thing. Mm -hmm. So, like everybody, I pick up uh, a bokken, which is a practice katana, and start waving that around. Me and a few friends started doing that, um, whacking his knuckles and getting injured. Then, where I'm, where I was living in Leeds, there's a place called the Royal Armouries, mm -hmm. which is a massive war museum. Okay. And I found their group, and they actually taught medieval weaponry. Okay. So I, I joined them. Um, I trained with them. I, I trained with them for a couple of years, and it's mainly in uh, European longsword. Okay. I've done sword and shield, poleaxe, whatever medieval weapon you can think of. I've tried yeah. at some point, but my main thing is uh, the longsword. So I've trained with that for about ten years, um, and it's all based on historical records. Okay. So we've looked at the original sword masters. We've got all their original work, and we've studied it. Okay. And so all the techniques we use or try and recreate is what they used to use 13th, 14th, 15th century. So right. it's all historically accurate as far as we can make it. Um, so I trained there for a while and I moved to America, couldn't find any groups locally. Um, there's, a, there's one in Appleton, um, there's a few in Green Bay and Milwaukee maybe, but it's all this traveling around, especially in winter time. I'll, I'll go to Appleton for a while. Um, 
and then I found a couple of friends locally. Do you want to learn how to use a sword? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it went from there. So we've been doing that for nearly six years. I've trained a couple of people up. And we call ourselves Knights of the Howling Moon. How would you come up with that name? Do you remember? The wife come up with it. Um, I said, I wanted, I wanted a name for his group. And I didn't want it Sheboygan Sword Fighting Group. I didn't right. want anything like that. Right. And I always think of like uh, the Knights Templar uh-huh. or the Knights Hospitality. I want something like that mm-hmm. like it's a like a, like it's a, a chapter of nights and we have huskies my wife likes moon uh, moons, uh, wolves and she just said nights of the howling moon so that'll do yeah that sounds good to me so <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what go. we went with that sounds good to me so uh and then we've been training ever since and uh i'll teach people if they want to if they want to learn this, this this art which it is it's a martial art sure yeah um you've seen some of them them uh, records i've shown you mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. It's it's so technical. It's not just it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not it's not like He Man just waving a sword around, clanking it back. It's it's such a technical art. Oh, it's just such a versatile weapon, and uh, it's really fun. I mean, I've been doing it for ten years, and I always tell people I know nothing, right? Because there's so much to learn and so much to look into, right? So let's jump back into the uh, Rebel Legion. How did that group? How did the groups, how did the Star Wars groups get started? I mean, back in, I'm not sure when, but maybe early 90s, um, something called Albin Johnson, he decided, I think he wanted to be a stormtrooper. Okay. And he started up a small group, called it the 501st Legion, which is now canon. It's actually in the in the prequels. Okay. When Anakin, when Anakin walks into temple with them, storm, with them clone troopers in blue stripes, mm-hmm. that's the 501st Legion. Okay. So a nice official. So he set that up. I think it just a small group of friends set it up. They had to figure out everything from casting stormtrooper armor, making it right, making the costumes, and it's just sprung from there. Okay. And then a few years later, somebody must have thought, well, if he's just doing Imperials, we've got to have everybody else. Where's Han Solo and Chewie's? Right. And Luke's and Leah's. So the Rebel Legion come along after. Okay. Um, but to get into Rebel Legion. Um, Anybody who wants to dress as a Star Wars character can right. basically join. But as I said before, your costume has got to be movie quality. Right. You can't it's be no. Charlie Cheapy, you know. You, you don't go to Walmart and buy a Jedi costume. It's right. got to, I had this specifically made. It's handmade from crinkled cotton, so it's the same materials what Anakin made it from. Anakin's okay. costume is made from. Um, I've got $400 custom Jedi boots. Okay. So everything has to be has to be spot on. This is only part of my costume I'm wearing now. Sure. Uh, so you imagine somebody wants to do a Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You're talking three or four thousand dollars to make a Darth Vader. Sure. But then you, when you've got your costume together, um, you get pictures done. You have to send them in, and it has to be judged. Right. If it's not up to quality, you're not accepted till it is. Is there a cost to do the submission? No. No, no it's, it's, uh, it's a non-profit organisation. Okay. Um, so there's no cost. You send your pictures in, they judge you, and they say, yep, you're part of the Le- Rebel Legion. You get your own little badge on their website. Or they say, uh, there's a stripe wrong on your boot for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, right. and it's, it's, it's as strict as that. Right. If your costume, Rebel Legion, there's a bit more give because there's that many generic Jedi. Right. You could be... Uh, any type of Jedi. Um, this isn't a specific Jedi, so, but it, it's it's everything's there. 
Right. Every piece of equipment I need is there to be a Jedi, and there's a, there's a full list of what you need. You have to stick to that list. If it's not there, you don't get accepted. So if you're talking a stormtrooper, every single part of that armor has to be correct. Okay. Uh, we have people who build R2-D2s from scratch. It's a movie, it's just like it steps off a film set. Right. It works, it rolls, it tweets, it beeps, it lights up, it spins around, it does sure. everything. We've uh, seen some of the, 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 the folks who are training uh, other people how to make the costumes, how to do the vacuum forming for the yeah. Stormtrooper stuff. And uh, you know, these are the folks who actually worked on the sets. They actually yeah. helped create this stuff. And then because there was such a following, uh, you know, and people wanting to do the same, same kind of thing, they, you know, you know, they're doing it through like Stan Winston School. Yeah. Uh, just they're just, and all of a lot of the independents as well. So again, we'll post some of that in the uh, in the information below the video here. And a lot of these costumes are, are handmade. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of these, a lot of these fans, they're they're artists. They know. We've got people in our group who are expert sewers. Right. And they'll sew anything. Right. Um, so a lot of costumes are made by the people themselves. Obviously, you can't do everything, so some some stuff you buy, and there's there's companies right. set up now where you can get this from, but it's not cheap. Right. It's not a cheap hobby. Uh, one of my favourite characters is Plo Koon, so um, I added that to my Jedi costume. So I bought a, it's a standard mask, mm -hmm. but I had to do so much work on it. I had to do these eyes. I had to repaint it completely, convert it, um, change a lot. Of, it's all filled inside, so it's solid. So you have to do a lot of work, right. but it's it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I've seen some of the pictures, and we'll post some of them in the video here as well, of uh, some of the past uh, events that you've yeah, done and some of the things. So, uh, you know, just really great stuff. And, you know, if you're into, you know, live action role play, uh, it's a pretty natural fit. If you do cosplay yeah. stuff, it's, uh, you know, you'll get it in a snap. Everybody says it's a geeky thing, but I mean, that was brought up on Star Wars. Right. I saw it original when it first came out when I was six year old. Loved it every day since. And then you find a group where you can dress up as a Jedi. Yeah, too right, I'm doing that. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? You know right. what I mean? It's just like, it's just a natural thing. But it is, it's a big commitment and we do events. If you look around country, there's probably events every weekend. Okay. Um, we're invited to that many things. Uh, we do conventions. We, we do small stuff like, uh, People can request us for their kid's birthday. Okay. So if you want, if you want some Jedi, some stormtroopers, a Chewie to come and, and be at your kid's birthday, you put a request in on site, and they'll try and get some people because you can guarantee there's somebody in your area. Does it? So if you want a birthday party at your house, mm -hmm. you can you might get two or three stormtroopers or or Han Solo or Chewbacca turning up to meet with your kids. In fact, we have a, we have a Chewbacca in our base. We've got. Uh, we're Wisconsin and Illinois base. Um, with somebody who handmade a Chewbacca costume. Okay. And it's perfect. And you see him, he's, he's cast his full mask, his mouth works, and it's sort of a mesh pattern, and every strand of hair is, is threaded oh. through this thing. Um, and it's about my size, he's about six foot, and he's had custom made these big metal three foot tall stilts okay with wookie feet on bottom sure so it walks around on them it does noises it's, it's that's amazing brilliant. so what there's that many different varied costumes in star wars you can find something to suit you from rebel pilots in the 
in the orange suits and their helmets. Uh, one of my simplest is uh, a rebel trooper from original Star Wars. They all get shot up in that corridor with yep. the big white hats. I've got yep. one of them. Uh, but then there's room for for customising stuff. I've made um, everybody knows who Boba Fett is and Django Fett, so we have Bobbers and Django's. But I've made um, I've made my own Mandalorian, so you can custom his his, his armor, his colours. So. Mm -hmm. It's, it's whatever you want. It's, it's whatever you want to make it. You can make it. It's, it's, it's your thing, so you do what you want to do. Right. Uh, we do lightsaber fighting. We're, we're some of the only people in Rebel Legion that do that. But that's our thing. Right. Um, and that, that was just a natural step for us. We're in a costume group, Star Wars, and we said, can you do a lightsaber fight? Yeah, of course we can. <laughs> how are we going to do that? But then we learned how to choreograph stuff, and then that all sort of come from my sword fighting background, mm -hmm. where... Um, I sort of used all that original technique and applied it to lightsabers. Okay. Which is difficult because going from doing something that's a martial art where you're actually trying to hit somebody and then you're moving away to try and choreograph it. Right. It's completely different. But we've, we've got there. We've been doing it for five or six years now. So. Sure. Yeah. We Just watching the videos between, you know, you know what we've been lear learning from, from you and then watching the theatrical style yeah. swingings and, and yeah. you know, really putting on a show. It is, yeah, it's like a whole yeah. different type of... A normal sword fight lasts two or three strikes and somebody's been it. Right. When you're trying to choreograph a fight for five minutes, and then obviously on film it's different because of cutting backwards and forwards, but when you do it live on the stage, you, well, you want to get everybody the money's worth, so you're trying to choreograph something for five minutes. I find it harder than actual fighting. Yeah. It's really difficult because you've got to remember what you're doing and you're twirling and you're spinning and you're jumping around like a fool. And But it's exciting stuff and people like to see it. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, uh, lightsabers that you're using here. You're going to have to hold it up a little bit to stay in frame. But uh, where, where is this from? <clears throat> this is from a company called Ultra Sabers, which you find on internet. And these are the Not Your Walmart specials. Right. Um, yeah, if we... These you are, take a look. These are actually like they look. Uh, these are aluminum. They're lightweight, but they got. Uh, that one's not got any batteries in. There's this one, so it lights up like that. Okay. Um, this is a much simpler design, uh, but somebody come along with the idea that um, people want to use lightsabers to fight with, and if you buy something cheap from a from a store, give it your kids, it's going to get smashed. Right. Especially with my kids, they'll just smash everything up. Uh, so they come up with the idea that people want to want to use these things, want to play with them. Sure. So what they did is they, they come up with these these hilts, which are machined uh, aluminium, as we say where I'm from, not aluminium. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they come up with these designs, obviously battery powered. I think this one's got four AAA batteries inside it. Mm -hmm. uh, lights up pretty nice. You can get, um, there's loads of different hilts on the site. You can have uh, a choice between, I think there's seven colours, red, blue, green, orange, white, okay, purple. Um, so you can choose your colour. And the blades that we use for these are specifically designed for full contact. Sure, yeah, you can see the... Yeah. That one's a little bit different. That, that's, that I got from a different company. That I use more for trooping when I'm not fighting. Sure. Because in daylight, these don't show up very well. Okay. So if I'm doing a troop, we call them troops when we go to these events. If I'm trooping, I'll use that thing because it's already blue. Right. Because um, this, it just looks like a white stick in mm -hmm. sunlight. 
but when it gets a little bit darker they light up really nice but they're some sort of form of polycarbonate blade and you can really beat them up i mean this i've got one blade back home i've been using it for six years and it's more of a practice saber now but i've beat that to death and it won't break hold up. it hold will up. not break okay uh so they're really good quality prices wise i think this were 60 dollars. okay and even if you think if you buy something from Walmart, I mean, you buy a kid's saber, you're talking twenty, thirty dollars, right? Which might last a few weeks, right? So what I did, they also have kids' versions. So it's um, for me, it'd be like a one-hand sword, right? It's a short handle, maybe eight inches. Mm-hmm. So for Christmas, my two kids have got one each, okay, and they can beat each other up with them. They'll break, but sabers won't, right? So they'll last forever. So that one's a little bit more expensive. I think that was maybe hundred and twenty. You can see it's a, if you compare it to this one, sure. It's a little bit different design. Um, this one I use strictly for fighting. When I'm fighting or dueling or putting them on a show, I don't like all bumps and notches and switches. And right. I just want something plain and simple to wave around. When we were doing them with live action role play, you know, we're we're developing a galactic LARP system that kind of has elements from you know Star Wars and Star Trek, and obviously we don't call them the same things, but. And then races and classes and things like we do with, with our live action role plays. But, you know, uh, most of our stuff says you can't have any metal in the, in the you know, in the handle, in the pummel. You know, because it, at some point, a lot of times you'll, you'll smash people in the yeah. back of the head and, and do that kind of stuff. So they have to be safe. Uh, Callum Massel did come out with a design um, for a lightsaber uh, energy sword. I think they actually call it lightsaber. They did. I, I, I did look at it. I don't think they're not. They're not supposed to say that because no. I think lightsabers pretty pretty trademark. I mean, even, even ultra sabers, they, they sell them as lightsabers, but they say it's not affiliated with Star Wars sure, or sure. or George Lucas. So, and the the handle design, the hilt, and the how it was, there was a lot of knobs and stuff on it. Yeah, and that's what kind of some of the people in the review were saying was it was yeah. too hard to yeah, you know because it's, it's it was fighting. right. It wasn't designed yeah. for the fighting. So that's exactly why I picked this. It's just a it's just a tube with some. O-rings on that I got from Menards, sure. I put them on, because okay. otherwise they're grooved, the little grooved notches. Sure. Um, but they fit quite nicely in there. Uh, so you can convert these to whatever you want. Sure. Um, and if you, I mean, if you look at this one, it all comes apart. So you can you can buy a a centre part, a hilt, and then you can buy a different pommel. Okay. And it's got a so everything's real customizable. Yeah, so I can buy this from another saber. I can buy this and this, put them together. I've got a unique saber. Sure. Or uh, in future, if I want to change this, I buy another one and put a different pommel on it. Sure. You've got holes in them, so you do have the option of having sound. Oh, okay. Which I've never really bothered with because when I'm doing doing events and I'm dueling, we always have music on as events. Right. You're glaring not hear it. Unless you're stood next to me, you're not going to hear it. Right. And it's just more little electrical stuff I can smash, which... <laughs> I really don't want to pay an extra hundred dollars to smash something up. Right. So we right. just go for standard basic stuff, but I, I think that looks nice. Yeah, definitely. So if you want to know more about, uh, you know, the Rebel Legion, all the different groups, will again, we'll post the information underneath the video and in the LARPcast actual posting. And uh, if you want to ask questions, feel free to ask questions in there, and I'll, uh, I'll bother him to answer some of them if he can. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, just... Ask away. That's that's the beauty of uh, of how we do this. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for watching. See you later.
makes a great addition to any adventures that's either large, medium, or small. So giving uh yeah. help me, please help me! They're coming! They're coming! Bring out for realms in your area. Don't be discouraged if you can't find 